Did something happen at the airport over the weekend that I read? No? Okay. John, did you have a nice weekend? I had a lovely weekend. Yesterday was just, I mean, it was. Mowed the lawn. Although I, I we were driving the- home from Morristown because that's where the Fairville Lakers made their epic debut. Yes. And the storm we drove through. Holy buckets. Stormy, eh? It was, uh, we were just west of Waterville. Waterville. How did I name that town? Yeah, well, that's pretty imaginative, Waterville. That's Lake Country, man. <laughs> so Where? Waterville, Elysian area. Where's that at? Down Highway 60 way. Fairville Lakers took on the Morristown Morris. Those are all coffee-colored lakes. 12 to 3 we won. Good. Four those, are all, those are shitty-looking lakes. No, yeah, we're on the town council. You guys are Elysian, right? I'm no. on Puss Chief. Oh, Lake Elysian's a nice lake. They're coffee-colored. No. They're you're... farm lakes. No. Hold on, I got to look it up. How big? How big is it? How big is? Hardware and garden store. Oh my God! It's eleven fifty-one. How big is lake? You're funny, Joe. Are there boats on it? Oh God, yeah. Boat. It's a nice lake. Two thousand acres. That's a good size. See, told you. Anything less than that's not too good. What's two thousand acres? That's the cutoff. Is that white bear? White bear is about twenty-four hundred. She's a nice lake, Joe. She got bays and stuff. Oh yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Right off Highway 60. That doesn't help. Give me a nearest town that I would recognize. Uh, Janesville. Nope. Eagle Lake. Nope. Jesus. How about uh Wasika? Yeah. In that area. You know where yeah. Waterville is. It by is. What's that? Is it by Mankato? On the way to. Mankato. It's between here and Mankato? It's between Faribault and Mankato. And then, is it west or east? West of Faribault on Highway 60. Why don't people have cabins there, I wonder? There's a million of them. I mean, that beats going up north, doesn't it? You guys know someone in this room that had a little piece and then sold it to pay for a wedding. Did you? Yeah. I sure did. What? Had a little... Little nook there. And, you did? Yeah. Decided, ah, I better pay for this wedding. Uh, Stamming coming? That's the, uh, whenever I, I mean, it might be in a corner the woman at home. Paid for the wedding. <laughs> good one, Joe. Yeah, the woman's parents, right? Isn't, isn't that the way it works? Uh, good one. You didn't, that didn't I did not, that I did not expect uh, payment. I took, we took care of it. It's all good. So 7,900 acres, Joe, would be a good size lake, right? Oh, God, yeah. Lake Superior? That's, that's, that's Dead Lake. In fact, I just it, Joe, look it up. it's just east of where Governor Walls is having his fishing opener. Well, he didn't go to... I thought it's this weekend, isn't it? Isn't it this... Joe? He's not going to it. He's going to a kid's... Uh, Madison Lake. Graduation. Do you know where Madison Lake is? No. It's just west of Lake Elysian. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Remember when you said, is that Lake Superior for 7,900? Lake Superior is 20.288 million acres. Holy buckets. You were a little off. A little off. What lake were you referring to, Johnny? Dead Lake, the one that we used to go to by Pearl. Gotcha. I've been. No, I'm good. What is it? Did you club it again? No. What is it? Ah. <gasps> Damn it, I'm supposed to be good. All right, I'm just having a couple fries. No, 
I had I had my protein shake before oh, yeah, I came yeah. here. But I can't turn down free French fries. Sorry, Sun town council. Thanks, Joe, for that. <coughs> Joe, how about Griffith Lake? What? <laughs> Not wanted. John, I didn't like seeing those photos in Texas. That was a bit disturbing. Which one's the shooting? Yeah. I did not see any. You didn't? I did not. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I would have no reason to see them in one. I, see in fact, I didn't intend to. I stumbled upon them trying to read more about the story itself, knowing it was going to come up. And I said, oh, I did not need to see no, that. I did not see any. I did not. Yeah, Texas was uh, kind of busy for killing people this weekend, huh? Sure were. Running people over with cars. Or, uh, was that deliberate? Uh, they don't the, know. They have no idea. They're running the toxicology control, right? The driver lost control of the vehicle. Maybe, but <laughs> they, that's what no. That's what, isn't that what authorities said? I thought. No, the authorities are still saying we have no idea if he intended to or if he just lost control. And uh, maybe, maybe not. This is the fourth law enforcement officer killed in the line of duty in the past month. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So, um, officer goes to the scene of what apparently is a drunk driving situation where the person crashed their vehicle in a ditch, right? Yep. Correct. And then obviously there was words exchanged. Eight minutes she was trying to get him to to take a test, drunk test. And they um, argue, argued about it for eight minutes. And then he went and killed himself in the woods. After, after he killed he her. Killed, yeah. right. After he killed her, right. Yeah. Right. He pulled a gun, shot her. She returned three shots, they said. Uh, then he took off, killed himself in the woods. Why didn't he just do that first? The uh, fellow who I see now they've identified the driver of that car, Chris, I'd say he was hammered. He looks, I mean, just. Plus he's got a rap sheet this long wait a minute what do you mean he... you're talking to the texas guy yeah no yep. oh, oh, oh I'm yeah sorry. i'm talking to the texas guy yeah gotcha it's hard to keep him straight isn't it it really unfortunately is. <clears throat> i better leave that story up because that's bradley update to what i have with my news oh robert f kennedy has been talking he's an idiot sorry wow <laughs> Like I said, <laughs> oh, that was uncalled for. That was unsure. That was real. I know. I I apologize if you're offended. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to mention. Um, you know the protesters we had in New York. In this, oh. I don't. What? Yes. For this weekend or? Oh yeah. For Rebs. Rebs was all we, over it. What are we protesting? The, the, the guy, the Marine I, that uh, killed the guy on the subway. Oh, gotcha. Yes. So okay. we protested the subway. Little did the protesters realize that the, the best caption I saw was, you don't mess with New Yorkers trying to get to work on the subway, right? <laughs> but these idiots jumped into the yeah. 
Do they not realize the that rail. you can get electrocuted <clears throat> jumping down there? Stay you, away from the third well, rail. They jumped onto the rails? Onto the tracks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Had the alert staff of the whatever that's called, the, the, the New York Transit yeah. Authority, had they not shut off the juice, they all would have been fried. Wow. They should have probably just left it on. Or just a little... No, it wouldn't have been a... It would have been a... Bye. Bye. Excuse me. Well, because AOC stirred them up. That's why. Uh, here we go. Are you ready, Joe? Uh, hey. Oh, oh, Rook, at some point, I'm going to need both out of you today since... Um, okay. Patrick creeping around my back here. Yes, sir. I still have the Roycey throat. Oh, crap, and I need him to do an ad today. He's going to sound like... That won't bother him. Are you sure? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Joe, you gotta get your microphone by your face to do. No, I'm, I'm not ready. Well, you wanted to <laughs> for Adelonis. That would help matters. How's that? Much better. Uh, have the ray of hope ready. Here's today's, today's ray of hope. Can we play that? Warmed it up. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1073, May 8, 2023. 90 degrees on this day mm. in 1874. Wow. wow. And 28 degrees on this day in 1960. And that is brought to you by Aquaside. Right. Well, I thought we heard the music first. No. Well, if you own a home or a pond, you know, you got the old swimming hole yeah. with the tire swing. Uh, Aquaside will keep that area free of weeds and algae and all the gunk you can think of. They've been doing this for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for your family. There's no ice house today. So that must oh. mean swimming season is getting wow. closer. Here. Don't let weeds <clears throat> overtake your area. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and get you the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Marine writes, today's ray of hope. Here's today's ray of hope. <coughs> Excuse me. It's drive your tractor to school day. Nice. Ah. In Piers. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Tears. <clears throat> I have a note and I want you to help me understand it. From Tim Werner. I, I don't know. Let me read it. Joe, you are fond of beginning the show with ice out dates and lilac bloom dates to bookend each spring season. And I think your listening audience enjoys this tradition, even if your resident band of dummies don't. <laughs> It appears that your message with ice out dates is that the results are a statistical scatter plot. 
random dates over the years with no apparent trend over time. And with lilac bloom dates, I recall that your point is that your lilacs in St. Paul bloom on the same days every year and always have. So far, you got me? Mm -hmm. What are mm -hmm. you doing, Rook? Looking at my email by listening to you read this. I was curious to see if a modicum of research would validate your narratives. A what? A modicum of research would yeah, validate your narratives. It didn't. First, the Ooh. ice cover data. According to the Minnesota DNR and the MPCA, ice in dates across the state are on average coming nine days later than they were in the 1960s, while ice out dates are coming about five days earlier. So that means two or a few weeks of ice cover than we had just 50 years ago. Of course, results vary by lake. Bemidji Lake in Beltrami County has 18.9 fewer days of ice cover, while Detroit Lake in Becker County has 9.5 days. But there is clearly a trend towards shorter ice cover on Minnesota lakes. Okay, next, lilac bloom dates. Okay. New research at the University of Toledo shows that North American lilac bloom dates have been on average one day earlier every three years since 1973. This data was collected from 53 locations across the U.S. and Canada for the common lilac syringa vulgaris. The location, that began the location that began changing the earliest in 1964 is the South Cow Mountain Mountain Recreation Area in the Mayacamas Mountains in California. Minnesota, near Grand Rapids, is home to the lilac that was the last detected to change bloom dates in 1976. It has always struck me that you have been relatively incurious about whether the dates you report daily reflect any kind of trend. Uh, I, I never intended to reflect a trend and I'm not incurious. I'm terribly curious that the ice out dates are, as you call it, a scatter plot. They're all today, they're all over the map. All over the map. I mean, today's hot weather temperature is 1874. I'm not suggesting anything except I find that uh, comforting news statistically that your hysteria today means nothing. I'm confused at what the emailers. I'm not point done. of content. Oh, I'm go. sorry. Okay. It has always struck me that you have been relatively incurious. I'm I'm a very curious well, I person. I was going to say, you're about the most curious person I know. It has always struck me that you have been relatively incurious about whether the dates you report daily reflect any kind of trend. Of course, it is possible for dates that seem to be completely random to be proven to represent a pattern or trend using statistical and regression analysis. And that seems to be the case here for ice cover and lilac bloom dates. Just thought you'd want to know that the data you've been reporting over all these years may actually be signaling a different message than you've intended. Good luck, Tim. I don't know if I'm being taken to task, if I'm uh, if I'm very uh, discreetly being called a climate change denier. 
I don't know what Tim wants me to understand. I th- it sounds to me like he is taking you to task. That's what I thought too. He's saying 14 days difference with the ice outs. And if you figure out his thing with lilacs, that also works out to about 13 to 14 days 13, difference. From well, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that in my, in my reporting. Well, that's what his numbers show. That's all I'm saying. That's that's why he. In 2018, ice out of Minnetonka was May 5. In 1857, ice out of Minnetonka was May 5. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious is the wrong word. I'm. Well, you're reporting. I'm no. I'm fascinated by that. Oh. I am told I live in a time of catastrophe and calamity that mankind is ruining the earth. But ice went out of Minnetonka in 1857 on May 5th and on May 5th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And you don't deny that the climate changes. It's always changed. It's always It's changed. always going to change. And you've said that from day one. <clears throat> but I want to take Tim seriously. He did some homework. I, I'm struggling to understand what he wants me to understand by his homework because I'm not finding two weeks less cover of ice based on these random ice out dates. Right. But what was his, his data was provided by whom? He, he linked me to that. Oh. Uh, bringmethenews.com. He gets his uh, news from there. Uh, Minnesota lakes have two fewer weeks of ice coverage versus 50 years ago. Right. Blame climate change. Uh 50 years ago is 1973, correct? Yep. Yes. 1973, ice went out on Minnetonka on April 4th. This year, ice went out on Minnetonka on April 19th. 50 years, 50 years. Let me just look there. Uh, uh, With uh, in May... Of 1965, the ice went out on May 1st. I'm looking from 1973. Everything everything is uh, beginning in 1973. Everything is April. 1987 was March 21st. Everything is April. Everything is April till 2000, March 18. Uh, but then you get to 2013, it was back to May, May 2nd, and then it was May 5th in 2018, March 30th in 2019, uh, April 19th this year. Maybe what he's, uh, what trend he's buying is the idea that, oh, since 1973, there haven't been many, there's been Two May ice outs. I don't know. I found the it's story. It's not worth worrying yeah. well, a lot about. I found the story that Tim's referencing. It's actually a December 10th of 2021 story. So when I clicked on the link, um, the the link provide unless you have something different, Johnny, but the link provided, it, it doesn't really give you much information. It came originally came from a press release from the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. Ah, so which desperately whoever, to stay in business needs you to have climate change hysteria. Yeah. And so whoever picked it up picked it up from that press release. Well, obviously. it also strikes me that couldn't you uh, create a pattern based on any set of statistics? Sure. 
I mean, I could create a pattern from 1857, let's say, to 1940, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Or 1940 to 1970. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're on the same page there. I could create a pattern. Probably the same for lilacs. I'm very worried about my lilacs. I've told you, the rabbits have pretty much destroyed pretty much half the bushes. How'd they get up that high? They stood on the snow. Okay. No, it's the highest branches that are going to flourish. Uh, they they probably ate their way halfway up. Got it. They ate their way halfway up, and I fear that those will not bloom. Is this damage that can be restored? That I don't know. It doesn't look like it to me. It, those look like dried out, dead. Oh no, branches. We're gonna have to have a memorial service. Well, of I some wonder type. if I have, have to survive. have the and if I have the whole <laughs> row replanted. What guarantee do I have that rabbits wouldn't consume them again? But you've never had this problem before. No, and I don't understand that. But we're we we must be suffering an absence of coyote, uh, not coyotes, foxes, because the rabbit population is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Well, you had the one that parked it underneath your deck, that right? That was a couple of years ago, yeah. Okay. He must have so died maybe, in a blizzard. But maybe he's <laughs> the one that prevented the rabbits from... From eating your lilacs. I'm serious. Yeah, I think he died in one of those April blizzards we had five or six years ago. Okay. And he took shelter under the deck, and he just conked out. Mm. You know, Took a nap to and never got up. What a way to go. <laughs> and I have uh, uh, pictures from people sending me pictures of the opossums they, they see in their yards. And uh, uh, one of the pictures was Jill carrying about five joeys on her back. Mm. And the joey at the tail end kept falling off and had to run back to catch up to mom Ah. and hop back on. He'll be in the best shape. Like Woody Allen in the movie when he had to keep catching up. That's right. I hadn't seen, I haven't seen the opossum, but that once. Uh, But they apparently have no interest in rabbits. Mm -mm. No. So, well, that's, I'm just delaying to getting on to my, the anger. dreadful news of the day. I'm just delaying getting to my anger. Uh, you had a guy shot in cold blood, murdered Saturday morning in St. Anthony Park, a guy named Michael Brassel. Uh, but your age, Reavers, with two kids, yep. two boys. Yep. Coach both of them. Uh, he was a classmate of a kid I used to have and her husband. So they took this particularly uh, alarmingly. <sighs> Uh, we don't know who the perpetrators are. Uh, five will get you 10 that when we do, uh, I'm, I'm going to predict. I don't have any reason to know, but based on what's happening in St. Paul and Minneapolis, I would say what we'll discover is that they were teenagers, mm-hmm. that they have what I would call an extensive criminal background. This won't be their first time. Which no. did not amount to them ever suffering any consequences. Uh, Mary Moriarty has pledged her public life to letting people like that loose or pretending that she's getting them some help. That's what I suspect. <clears throat> I, I don't know. We might find out that it was three adults trying to steal a catalytic converter. The story is that uh, mom came home from work. From work. She was a nurse, and she went in the house on Saturday morning and was taking a little snooze on the couch, and the kids looked out the window and said, Dad, what's what's the deal? Somebody's 
going through mom's car. And he reacted the way, until now, everybody would react. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? You go outside, because men go outside. Yeah. And you say, hey, hey, what? we don't even know that. We don't know if there was, a, we don't know anything. If there was an altercation. Or a, but yeah, let's right. presume he went outside and said, what are you guys doing? Three shots to the chest, he's dead. Well, what what I think that suggests is, uh, and Melvin didn't show up in the neighborhood. Uh, nope. Melvin yeah, did. He did bad. not. No. Nope. People were wondering if Mitra Jalali, the representative of that area in the city council, had a reaction. She did. She expressed her condolences. Uh, from now on, because St. Paul is lawless and the people in charge uh, are handling it completely the wrong way, uh, if you witness your car being vandalized at your curb or in your driveway, I guess the the the, the council has to be, don't go outside. We've had some. Don't go outside. We've had some talks. Take uh, the car. Cars are cheap. And my phrase to both my sons and my wife is, it ain't worth it. It's just not worth it. And it, it I would have a completely different reaction 10 years ago, 50, whatever, than I will, will today because it's not worth it. They, they, These people, the ones that pulled the trigger on this poor guy, those people don't care about life. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about anything other than the 20 bucks that they might find or sell for the stuff that they're going to steal out of your vehicle. They don't uh, care about you. I have two sons-in-law who are going to have to be strongly disabused of the notion to go outside. Because I know that that would have been the reaction of both of them. It would have been the same thing I would have done. But I. Now, today, what you must do is harness yourself. Yeah. You're going to have to. I'll, I'll try to send the CP out, but a lot of times she doesn't go. So I have to. Joe. Hey, really? Well, I tried to get her out there to get You're the, the backup. Possum. You're the backup. I'm the backup. Yeah. I'm here to help. <laughs> but remind me, because you guys know this, that that's not a bad part of St. Paul, right? That neighborhood. That Those definitions no longer exist. Okay. You're no longer safe, no matter what the socioeconomic status is of the neighborhood. This was St. Anthony Park, just west of the fairgrounds, a lovely little neighborhood. Because when I read the story <laughs> yesterday, I kept thinking, that's a nice neighborhood. Great houses, great old houses, architecture. But it doesn't, it does that, that, the, none of that get matters. over that. Yeah, get over that. that. The anymore. CP was uh, carjacked on a on the same type of neighborhood on an August afternoon last year. I've, I've danced around claiming that it was her, but it was her. I think that's become yeah. clear by now. Con's Pat Conley. It, and she's lucky <clears throat> that she didn't get hurt because she started wailing on the guy. She is really, really lucky mm -hmm. that he apparently did not have a gun. Or if he did, he somehow refrained from using it. I said, don't ever do that again. Jesus it's Christ. Not, again, it's not worth it. So that's our new, uh, the new law of St. Paul is let them steal your stuff. Because you're going to mm -hmm. get shot if you go outside. That's mm -hmm. what this city has become to this City that used to be a hell of a city is a hellhole. It's a hellscape. It's rotten to the core from the leadership on down. It's the same in Minneapolis, and unfortunately, it's pretty much the same the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Mm -hmm. Now, this doesn't even take rural America off the hook. 
Cops are getting shot right and left in western Wisconsin. Cops are getting shot in northern central Minnesota. The, 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 uh, The decline of moral and ethical integrity is a tidal wave that's sweeping over this country. You had horrendous killings over the weekend in Texas. A mall shooting, a uh, an idiot driving his car into people. Uh, We're broken. It's broken. This country is broken. The city of St. Paul is broken. It's broken dramatically. It's one thing to come out of your house on a Saturday morning and a tree falls on you. I'm not being silly. I'm not being facetious. It's one thing to come outside and a tree falls on you and we lose dad. Okay. Okay. The sorrow would be different. That's nature. That's, that's the no, not the hour. Right. Do we have to apply no, not the hour now to everything, to getting shot? That's yes, we do. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, we, we do. do. Unfortunately, we do. I think we do. So you go outside now, and people are rifling through your car. You you better go outside, uh, understanding no, not the hour. So rather than risk no, not the hour, I'd stay inside and watch through the window. Call nine one one and hope for the best. Because again, it's it's not worth it. Because you have you we have no clue now. These are not normal criminals. No. These are morally bankrupt kids that I'm guessing is going to turn out to be kids. Morally bankrupt kids who have had no upbringing whatsoever. Zero. And will show no remorse. No remorse whatsoever. I'm not sure they've understood what they've done. I'm not sure that they're capable of understanding what they've ruined. Mm -hmm. Let me pick one here. Good luck. Well, sometimes what I do to... You look for a transition. Well, you know what? A segue. You know, I said this yesterday to the CP. I wonder if I should drive around with the top down. It's just easier to get shot. I mean, I'm serious. Morbid thought. I don't ever I don't ever worry about one of these cars getting stolen because these kids don't know how to drive a, tri- a stick. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, unfortunately, the scooter that I have maintained that one you might have to give up. Well, by EcoFund, what I do is give that up because that's just automatic transmission. That's a good point. Just yeah. twist the throttle and go on that Yamaha. Hey, I just changed the oil. Yeah, just take that night. Yeah. No, blue of uh, uh, EcoFund did. They took care of it all winter, uh, tuned it up, changed the fluids, charged the battery. I love it. I do my errands on it. You can get a scooter at EcoFund on sale, spring sale, all the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Well, the electric bike, it's the electric bike capital of the world. You could save 400 bucks right now on new electric bikes. Youth recreational equipment, the Vanderhall USA Roadsters. The golf carts, the service, the apparel, helmets. Helmets are crucial. Uh, I can't I can't tell you enough what a great discovery it's been for GLers to discover EcoFun Motorsports. They're in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of Interstate 35. You can't miss them. In down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. EcoFunMotorsports.com. No work. No, yeah. that would not have.
I did. Uh, I did stop myself from saying about you putting the top down or whatever. Yeah. I almost said, "Just ask John Kennedy," but I didn't. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought no. I'll, I'll add it there. Yeah. So you know, the first time you publicly stated the uh, CPs. Yeah. Well, so I maybe that'll help convince her to move. Um. You know how you you often say um, they they their eyes aren't opened or what, what what's your phrase you use with your kids living in St. Paul? Whatever their eyes aren't open. Yeah. Did this have an effect on yeah, them in that yeah, regard? Yeah, uh, I did on the gal who knows this guy. That could have just as been easily been her husband right. that walked out to the street. They they've had incidents on their street where cars have been vandalized. Hmm. You're really on your own. The cops can't get there in time to do anything. No. It's amazing. We live in a completely broken city. I never in my, my wildest dreams would I ever have thought you were not safe in um, St. Anthony, Macroveland, yeah. Highland Park. All have had shootings. Doesn't make any difference. I'm ready. Yeah. Are you? I think so. I got to make sure. Give me one sec. All right. I am ready. I'm going to do an ad here, sir. Uh, Come on here. Oh, there we go. Da -da 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 -da. Let's do. We haven't done this one yet. I don't think. All right, you ready, Joe? Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Guess what season it is. Tis the season. Spring. It's officially mosquito season. So guess who's back? Our friends at Mosquito Shield. I know you're probably not, you know, dealing with the bugs yet, but it's coming, especially with all the moisture that we've had. Listen, Ray and Mike, the father and son team, GLers. They're owned and operated by Ray and Mike Mosquito Shield. They're the father and son team that are GLers and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities, and they've been at it for a number of years. Here's the deal. Their territory runs east of 169 and 35W, all the way to St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and then all the way south to Lakeville. You know what that is? That's Skeeter territory. And it's it works. I'm a, I'm a customer of Mosquito Shield, have been for years, and I cannot tell you the difference that it makes. So get on their schedule right now. They, You know what they do? They take care of everything. Find them online, MoShield.com. Joe, there's no dash with this. It's MoShield.com, M-O-Shield.com. Just put in your zip code, and you're going to find them. Or you can give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. Again, that's 612-619-1556. If you mention Garage Logic, yeah, 
you're going to get $50 off of your service. MoShield.com. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. The DFL has passed the law to make it easier to vote. They continue to fix voting. It was signed into law by Walls on Friday. It could mean hundreds of thousands more voters on the rolls in Minnesota because you'll be registered automatically when you get your driver's license. Mm-hmm. It, it means hundreds of thousands of more voters for the DFL. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, just a couple of months. Weeks ago or months ago, didn't we also just pass that everyone gets a license? Yeah. You, yeah oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that had nothing yeah. to do, I'm sure, with this coming down the pipe later. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, the governor apparently once said he would not sign such a bill. So he's gone against Was his... that when he was running for governor and campaigning? So. Oh, and he changed his tune, huh? You can just change your mind sometimes. Oh, that's easy. I believe so. It's a fun game to play. Uh, what a crock of... All I can tell you is that, uh, well, what can I tell you? The Democrats also wish to abandon the Electoral College and throw Minnesota's votes to the uh, uh, popular vote leader. Uh, I, I Voting used to be a charming civic task. Uh, it's now being used for obfuscation as far as I'm concerned. And I don't understand why. Uh, I know, John, you're a big fan of easier voting. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how in the hell it could get easier. Uh, it's pretty damn easy to vote. You just vote. But that's not good enough. Why because, do we assume that the uh, kids who they're automatically registering, why do we yeah. assume they're all voting Democrat? Uh, because they're idiots. That's why they vote Democrat. Yeah. yeah. Well, J- John- pre-registration of sixteen and seventeen-year-olds, uh, permanent absentee voter list, crackdown on disinformation, new disclosure requirements, automatic voter registration. Younger Minnesotans can pre-register to vote and make it easier to vote by mail. How about the sixteen and seventeen-year-old stuff? Prepping they get pre-registered, them. Yeah. prepping them to. Why, why do we assume they vote? Well, do you think Democrat? that mail's going to come to them with a big Republican symbol on the well, literature? It's not going to come with Democrat or Republican. Yeah, Will, this is brought to you by your Secretary of State, DFL, or Steve Simon. Well, it's still not going to have party affiliation kind of stuff attached well, to it. Well, okay, we'll just wait and see what happens, but I don't think I'm on a real uh, shaky limb to suggest that this is a means to increase Democrat vote turnout. I don't think that's a shaky limb that I'm on. Republicans, Republican thinking people or people with even a bit of conservative thinking, they don't need or require this kind of help. I don't I don't need this help. I have uh, children who, if they were 16 and 17, I can tell you back then, they would not have needed this help. Mm-hmm. So who is it that needs this help, John? I, nobody, okay. but I don't see, I still, you haven't answered the question. Why are those young people going to vote Democrat, not Republican? Why, why should I assume? Because that? I think it will be a resounding campaign theme of among DFLers that please turn out at the polls. Your vote is important. We've made it easier for you. You can pre-register, you can do this, you can do that. And they'll, they'll, they'll probably be predisposed to vote DFL having, that's what they've heard. They've heard that. They've heard that hectoring call that we've made it easier for you. 
not, it's that seems silly to me what you just said, but yeah. but, <laughs> but is it John though part of it the the indoctrination of the the young voter from the time that they're in the failed or you know entering the failed academy? And to, it's what they'll hear about in the failed academy too, because the teachers union benefit by DFL victories. So okay. it's really important to get those sixteen year olds on board, proselytize them early, and then when they go to the polls, they're they're another successful recruit. I, I guess I don't like the idea of you doing something for me on my behalf when it comes to voting, because to me, that just makes it that much easier for voting fraud schemes to take place. I think, A, as we proved in the last election, voting fraud is a very, 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 very small problem. And I think it always will be. So I, the fraud thing, the argument to me is just stretched to the limits. I, I can't, okay. I can't do it anymore. It, it well, makes I'll, no I'll, sense. I'll go along with the probability of fraud. I certainly didn't think Trump was correct. Uh, but more importantly to me is just, it's a recruitment exercise as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, and, well, and, I, and, I, I could buy that, I guess, yeah, if, if yeah. those 16 and 17 year olds go, well, okay. What do you Simon think, was, you're, gonna, what do you think you're gonna hear in school? You well, kidding me? Like the academy is so thoroughly failed that they're just they're these kids are being retreated treated like recruits. I know two teachers. I know Rook's daughter and I know my niece. Neither one are, you know, gonna recruit people for the Democratic Party. Well, that's two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> an army of what starts with one, huh? There's two. I've just given you as much data and and proof as you've given me on the other side. So a lot I a lot I'm going on is instinct and Uh history and the realization of the power of Minnesota Education Association. And uh, I just don't have uh, great hopes that this is a means for tremendous civic understanding across party lines. Yeah, I think we're doomed there. There's no civic understanding ever. Well, I'm pretty much given up on the whole process, as you may have noticed. But Me too. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and I mean, the country is a process, which is kind of sad. But uh, The country's broken. The city of St. Paul is broken. I, what I'm saying is this isn't going to help anything. It sounds no. great. It I sounds... It sounds wonderful. It sounds altruistic as hell. Uh, I don't buy it. That's all I'm telling you is. I just okay. don't buy it. I, I, and for me, all I all I want is the easiest way for everybody in the United States to vote. That's all I want. And so that's where it odds and that. And I understand that. I wonder where you wouldn't stop in the creation of ease. <laughs> well, where where would, I mean. What? Well, how easy do you want it to be? I, what, I what, what you, do you, do you, should you even ever have to press a button? There must be some way you can well, of telepathically you, signal your interest. You you can't vote by proxy, of course not. That's not you know. I mean, well, you can't, I can't. Coming. I can't vote for you. You know, I mean, I can't say. Well, Joe says he's going to vote for whoever. And, yeah, Joe wins his election without ever every year. <laughs> I can't, yeah, all uh, of his guys. He runs really. unopposed. There's an Alpha News piece that said Walls breaks promise, signs partisan election package. But the way Alpha News uh, pieces print, uh, the the, uh, the it just ate the part about Walls, and I can't read it. I don't know what uh, uh, oh, under what context did Walls at one time refuse to go along with this because he's backed down completely. Here we go. 
I Maybe you could bring that up, John. Yeah. But this isn't um, the only thing that he promised on his campaign trail. I don't trust and him anymore as far as I can throw him, and you couldn't throw him very far. No. Governor Walls signed a partisan election reforms package and received no Republican support, breaking from a longstanding Minnesota tradition of only signing bipartisan election legislation. Mm -hmm. Walls said he would abide by that precedent, the precedent being bipartisan uh, legislation. Correct. In a 2019 interview saying bipartisan support should be, quote, the bar. Yeah, I agree. He said they every should be every bill they've passed this year has no bipartisan yeah. support. I'm glad you said that. I was just going to say, hasn't that been pretty much the same with every bill? It's right. been party line. So lines. he backed off what he said in 2019. Mm -hmm. Not one Republican. I don't care what you think of Republicans. The fact that now, and there's some you know, common sense Republicans in Minnesota. They're not the Marjorie mm -hmm. Taylor Green Republicans. <laughs> not one of them, not one of them voted for this. What well, did and, that tell you? And like you just said, that's not the only bill where that's Every happened. bill There's... is, this guy will sign anything you put in front of his stubby little fingers. <laughs> it. Uh, you know what I get a picture of? Remember in Blazing Saddles when Mel Brooks was signing legislation yeah, as the governor? Yeah. His eyes crossed, just signing yeah. away. <laughs> Not one single Republican went for this because they know what this is. This, he doesn't be. You, you can think all you want about, well, this is nothing more than making it easier. No, it's recruitment. It's it's BS is what it is. Quick sidebar. I was trying to find the Governor Walls campaign video from oh. back in October or November, and I remember seeing this about how they were going to cut the Social Security tax. Oh, he's... They might cut a somewhat, but he, no, he hasn't gotten around to that. The legislature hasn't gotten around to that. The video is no longer on his oh, really? Governor Tim Walls really? for Minnesota uh, oh. YouTube channel. I remember watching it, and it's no longer on there, which I'm sure that's just purely coincidental. John, let's go to the failed academy okay. in Colorado. Uh, the uh, Colorado Education Association uh, has a new resolution. Okay. The CEA believes that capitalism inherently exploits children, public schools, land, labor, and resources. Capitalism <laughs> is in opposition to fully addressing systemic racism, climate change, patriarchy, gender and LGBTQ disparities, education inequality, and income inequality. The Lion, a Christian education public reported Wednesday. The second sentence is the originally the second sentence is the originally proposed resolution read the only way to fully address systemic racism, climate change, patriarchy, gender and LGBT disparities, uh, education inequality, income inequality is to dismantle capitalism and replace it with new equitable economic system. And I submit to you that the kids of the failed academy, We'll learn this, and in the event Colorado makes it easier to vote, those kids ain't voting for anybody that goes against this. The original resolution also stated that its reason for being submitted is because teachers are constantly using Band-Aids and minor reforms to make things better, but the system itself is the problem, and it needs to be named. College and high school history instructor Brian Lindstrom proposed the resolution. Lindstrom retweeted a post stating the resolution allows the union to publicly advocate and lobby for anti-capitalist policies at the Colorado State Capitol. The national branch of the union, the National Education Association, has been embroiled in controversy in recent years. 
For example, in December, reports emerged that the union reportedly engaged in substantial coordination and collaboration with the Education Department over policymaking. The union also opposed the Republican-led Parents' Bill of Rights Act. All right. How about this part of the story? Yep. Democratic Colorado Governor yep. Jared Polis criticized the union, mm -hmm. saying what a bizarre thing. Good. It's a great economic engine of capitalism that creates prosperity that funds our schools, according to the governor. Well, I hope Cap he wins. Cap he wins what? I mean, I hope his wisdom he prevails. Well, my point being, of course, we're talking about voting. That's how you tied it all in. And this is a Democratic governor going against those ideas. So. John, you've got the union chief in Minneapolis who's an anti-capitalist and said they must dismantle I, capitalism when the I, union was on strike. I agree. I brought that to your attention, as a matter of fact. That's I was right. That's first right. one to see it. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> tell I, me what I said. I think it's two well, different arguments we're having right, here. Don't call me a you. You, you. Don't call you. me a you, you. Um, along those lines, <laughs> I saved this video for you from Friday afternoon. Yeah. Speaking of Colorado, Joe, there's a Denver City Council member by the name of Candy, C-A-N-D-I, Sadabaka, yeah. who is running for re-election. And she says, Joe, mm -hmm. white-owned businesses should be taxed extra and redistributed to black-owned businesses. Oh. Capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. And a check today could not um, undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. And so I think it has to come in the form of land, labor, and resources in an ongoing fashion. And there are structures that we have that could be flipped to begin to do that, that reparations. Um, in fact, my opponent here mentioned Five points and the corridor and what has happened to our businesses there. Part of what has catalyzed that um, exponential decimation of black businesses is the five points bid, the business improvement district. Turn it off. Turn it off. I told you Friday. Whoa. At the heart of the mystery is the fundamental belief that the country should not have been founded, or at the very mm -hmm. least, should not have been founded by white guys. Uh, that they're patriarchal. We're out to destroy that. We're out to upend capitalism. We're about. We're all about trying to bring about a different country that is not the United States. The United States is unfair. It's foul. It's mean spirited. And smart people like me, who've graduated from the failed academy, are here to take care of you and fix it by creating equity and inclusion everywhere possible, no matter what that means. We are no longer in favor of competition. We are no longer in favor of winning and losing. We're no longer in favor of entrepreneurship. We're only in favor of making the playing field uh, as miserable for everyone as possibly we can, because that's the only thing that can arise from our desires is a complete misery across the American landscape. And we would prefer that we would prefer that complete misery over the way the system works now because the system obviously rewards only white people. And that's because the country was founded by white people. They were evil. They were flawed. They owned slaves. They took lands uh, from the Indians. And we're here to rectify that.
So if that councilwoman in Colorado had any chutzpah whatsoever, she would have said, we can no longer hold our meetings in this building. I don't know where she's going to find, uh, you know, a square block of land in Colorado to build a new city council. But if she really wants to practice what she preaches, she'd have to no longer go into that building. You'd have to find a building. You want her to put her money where her mouth is. Well, well, you put your money where your mouth is. You know where you do that? Grundhoffers. Huh? Yeah, you put your money at your mouth at Grundhoffers. Wow. Super segue. What a grilling day it was yesterday. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Perfect. Boy, oh, boy. Perfect. I hope you grilled your rookie burgers. And you could even, you know, people, you know what people do with the uh, the town ball meatloaf? What's Some that? people make meat, uh, 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 reform it into meatballs. Burgers. Oh, meatballs, meatballs. Okay. burgers. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah. I have done that. It's very good. Over 140 flavors of brats. All Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's beef for Minnesota farmers. You ain't sending the money to Hong Kong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Huh? Exactly. And 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 I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg. There's fish, there's chicken, there's pork shoulders, steaks, chops. It's a meat emporium. It's absolutely fabulous. And anyone there can help you if you have anyone. questions anyone. about preparing this marvelous these marvelous dishes it's grunhoffers well, double smoked hams double smoked thick cut bacon tease? this isn't fair oh man it's on highway 61 just north of hugo and again on highway 97 just east of interstate 35 it's grunhoffers old-fashioned meats ah damn um, Rook, when we come back before Johnny's news, I will take one from you. Did you see the Star Tribune columnist was in Sunday's paper? Mike? Mike Thompson? Oh, yeah, the cartoonist, yeah. With a very acceptable rip of Clarence Thomas. It'll be interesting to watch his cartoons. See what he does? Yeah. What he chooses to go after and yeah. not? Yeah. I just have to fill up with water. Am I doing this in the break? Or no, I'm going to have you do it bumping back because I'm going to plug in a Kenny spot here. Yes, please. I didn't realize. Is Colorado extraordinarily liberal? I always thought it was. Are you out of your yeah, mind? Boulder's virtually uh, Berlin in 1942. I always thought it was more uh, no. mid-whatever. Uh, no, no, no. No. Well, they were one of the. First. I'll tell you what the libs are good at, man. They hustle. They 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 got these seats because they work. You know, their asses one of the off. things that continues to bug me, and I'm not accusing anybody, but you know, it's I will. No, well, <laughs> you know, find a better the find a better candidate argument, which I don't disagree with, but it's I find fault in that. So you're telling me the Republican Party has to find a picture perfect candidate, but the Democratic Party can find any schlop. And that's going to be okay. That's the part that bugs me. Well, I'd be happy if, like, the Republicans had. I'm sorry, but I thought Jensen was a lunatic. I don't. Disagree and I thought, with that. and I thought Matt Burke was a lunatic. I don't disagree with that. So, they should have picked Kendall Calls. I, I, I agree I, with you there. I don't think. Yes, I agree, but I also think that Jensen just made horrible rookie well, mistakes. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just was horrible not smart enough. Mistakes. To, Smart enough to be quiet about some stuff. Because when I bitched at him stuff. at the fair, 
he took it like a man. He knew he yeah, screwed yeah. up. Well, Burke, yeah. Burke didn't. No, Burke did not. You're right. <laughs> I thought you're was right. a dick about throw it. You off the stage. I, I took, I, I was feared for my safety. <laughs> but they picked the wrong candidate. They they should have. Oh, picked. No, he could have been the right. Well, yes. If, if he picked Kendall Qualls, if if he there's about five things he said if he had ever said, you know he'd have been fine. I think with most people, but when you start hitting that fringe stuff, it's like no, mm -hmm. you you can't do that. No. You well, I think what also when Trump endorsed him. That hurt his campaign. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Yeah, but he tried to back away. I mean, no, he did. You're right. He kind of he kind of he did. He kind of ignored. He when Trump ignored. endorsed Jensen, that yeah. hurt his campaign. Jensen ignored him though, for the most part. Just kind of right. said whatever. Uh, he got in trouble with the whole Nazi mask thing. Nazi, the uh, cat box thing. The, you know, just, women should stay pregnant and barefoot. Just, that's uh, Burke. That was don't, Burke. Don't do the fringe stuff, and you know. Even if you think it, don't say it. <laughs> no, he made terrible rookie mistakes. Well, all Walls did was hide. He never debated. He well, he didn't ran. have to. Why would he? He didn't have to. And he he especially, to. especially when Jensen started talking. But that's you making know. my point is, well, whatever. I I get it, uh, Chris, your point. I get your point, Chris. This liberal hellscape. This Michael Brassel. 40, how old? 44? 44. What are you, 44? Yeah. yeah, I'm 45. What year did you graduate from high school? 96. That's when Emily and John and this guy all graduated from Crete. No, he would have been one of these guys that I've been bugging. Please run. Run. Yeah, well, he, he's out of the picture now. Well, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Instead, he gets shot in the chest. Yeah. God. It's, you know, now you guys, I mean, you guys are worse about this than I am, but there are some days, and I've been this way for about a week where it's just like, we're screwed. It doesn't matter. And, and we don't agree on stuff, but I'm of the same, you know, there's, there's just, you know, I, John, I don't know. I say that, I'm not kidding when I say, I say that daily and I'm well, not joking. Yeah. It's just like, okay, we've screwed this up as much as we can and it's never coming back. We can't afford to think that. I know. I know, but I do. I know. It's very tempting. <laughs> this Candace kid of Babaka looks like a lunatic also, by the way. Who? Candy. One in Colorado. She, yeah, Candy. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, she's definitely no-goes. She's a democratic socialist. Oh, of course she is. That's that's her Look designation. Look I found my pencil. Where They're about it? the same, Rook. Look at that. Where was it? Look at that. It was over here. Got it. You ready? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. You're wearing her down over there. Rook got some. Rookie does. I need Let's go. whatever you're ready for, Rook. <clears throat> okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. This Dylan? Yeah, it's Dylan and Dylan Reese. Dylan did all the music. And then there's a vocal, but not this version, probably. It's Dylan Reese. That's nice. That's peaceful. That's charitable. Hey, Minnesota Masonic Charities. Uh, I promised to deliver on some of the letters that were there for the first selfless scholar recipient. Uh, the ob objective is to uncover stories of kindness that would otherwise go untold. This comes from a student at St. Cloud Cathedral. My name is Maya Walls, but this story of kindness is actually about my sister Kira and her awesome experience with Allison Schneider at a dance camp. 
My sister has Down syndrome and loves to dance. Naturally, when Cathedral Dance Team was offering a dance camp for kids, my family thought she needed to go. We knew she would be excited to participate, but she would need a helper to keep her engaged with eating, bathroom, tying shoes, etc. Kira was so blessed to have Allison as her helper for the two days. There was nobody else who could have been so compassionate and energetic as Allison. She keeps a positive attitude wherever she goes. She was the perfect helper because also she helps her mom in the classroom where she works as an elementary teacher in the public school Oak Hill. We had no worries sending Kira to the camp because Allison was so good. Part of the camp is a performance, and Allison stood next to Kira the whole time, helping her participate to the fullest. Kira still does the dances and talks about it months later. This is greatly credited to Allison. Sometimes people are hesitant and have to be responsible for Kira, but Allison was excited. She even signed up for her positivity was such a blessing that Kira and our family are very grateful for. Allison is very helpful in NHS and in her community as well. She helped teach many courses with NHS at Catholic elementary schools at St. Mary's and St. Augusta twice. She is always willing to help on a committee, and I have been on a few committees with Allison through NHS. She's a fabulous communicator, pulls her weight, and when others it's necessary, she does it with a smile. She's very deserving of this scholarship. That's what you get, folks, with mnmasoniccharities.org. Check out and learn about the wonderful scholarship program, the first Selfless Scholar recipient. Thank you. Here's John Height. <laughs> Brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. You, know, you always put me at ease, too, when you start checking your watch and stuff like Here's that. Here's John. Thanks, Joe and Chris and Rook. You, too. I'll thank, thank you. Thank you, bud. Uh, as Chris said, this is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Cut my lawn yesterday. It's gorgeous already. I, I thought am... we were doing no more May. I'm not doing no more May. You cut your grass already? The scientist already? said no more May is a bad idea. We love science. We follow the science. Oh. <laughs> I just don't have enough time right now. Can I wait? <laughs> Memorial Day. That yeah. was so nice yesterday. Okay. It was. Uh, in the news, authorities yesterday identified the Western Wisconsin deputy who was shot and killed while responding to that report of a drunk driver in a ditch on Saturday night near Glenwood, Wisconsin. It happened about 6.15 in the evening. Deputy Katie Lysing responded to the scene near the intersection of Highway 128 and County Road G. There she encountered a car in a ditch and another vehicle with people who had pulled over to help. The 29-year-old officer asked the driver of the car in the ditch, 34-year-old Jeremiah Johnson, to perform a field sobriety test, but he was evasive, according to the Wisconsin Depart of Just uh, Department of Justice. Lysing spoke with Johnson for about eight minutes before he pulled out a handgun and shot her. The officer fired three rounds back at him, but they all missed. The Good Samaritans who had pulled over tried to save Lysing's life, but she was pronounced dead at a local hospital. Officers searched the surrounding woods for the suspect. And about an hour after the shooting, an officer saw Johnson, heard a gunshot, and saw him fall to the ground. He was found with a handgun next to him, and no officers fired their weapons, according to the DOJ. Lysing had joined the St. Croix Sheriff's Office in 2022, had previously served two years with the Pennington County Sheriff's Office in South Dakota. The Wisconsin Division of Criminal Investigation is taking the lead in the investigation. They'll turn a report over to the St. Croix County District Attorney when the investigation is wrapped up. The deputy's body camera recorded the exchange of gunfire, according to the DOJ. This is the third incident within the past month where a law enforcement officer died in the line of duty in Minnesota or Wisconsin. I have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where was she standing during this exchange of gunfire? Yeah, that I Do don't we know. Uh, no, I haven't seen any information about that. And, and, what do you? Why do you ask? I wonder. How did she miss three times? 
How do you? Well, so, well, she, she had already, already been, been shot. shot when she fired. It sounds well, like that. Maybe that explains it. Yeah, yeah she had already yeah. been shot. Oh, by this okay, guy. never mind. Dad. Okay. Never mind. A story that uh, we've covered already, a father who was shot and killed early Saturday morning in the St. Anthony Park neighborhood of St. Paul has been identified as 44-year-old Michael Brazell. He is survived by his wife, Hillary, and their two boys. In a Facebook post, his wife said her husband was shot three times after confronting a man trying to break into her car. Investigators think he interrupted the crime in progress outside his home on the 2300 block of Chillicombe Avenue and was shot to death in the front walkway leading to the house. Neighbors expressed uh, neighbors in the area expressing disbelief that a crime of that sort could happen there. St. Paul police spokesperson said no arrests have been made in the case and the investigation is continuing. Now that report makes it sound like it was only one bad guy. Yeah. I was under the impression that it was more than one. I made I did I made the assumption that it was also more than one person, but I'll yeah. That's it's, he's exactly way, the kind of guy I've been bugging in St. Paul to run for office. I, he's no longer available. Yeah. A chaotic uh, weekend, Dinky Town, Minneapolis, assault, yeah. disorderly conduct, fleeing police, and curfew violations. Some of the citations issued to teens who showed up in large crowds on Friday night. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara said some of the people were not locals, they were from suburbs, Edina, Eden Prairie. And the two Brooklyns. In a span of three hours, nine people were cited. Of those, six were arrested, including an 18-year-old who was found with fireworks and a baseball bat. O'Hara said, "We will not tolerate." Well, maybe these... he's just going to go play a pickup game, huh, John? No, we, we will not tolerate these types of disorderly acts. We won't tolerate these assaults and these kinds of things, according to the police chief. Wasn't Saturday night rainy? It was Friday. 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 This night. was this was Friday night. But did yeah. they have issues both nights, Johnny? Did they? I don't know. I, I think all they I saw did. was Friday. I guess I'm wondering what's going to happen when it's 85 and beautiful. I uh, had a call over the weekend, Joe, on that very matter from a friend that is on the inside yeah. that I used to work with. Yeah. He said, uh, if you think it's bad now, this is going to be a very bad summer. I wonder why. I mean, we're turning the corner. We're having the food fest down there and everything. <laughs> well, we're having the, yeah, the taste of July. Taste of Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Taste of, yeah. On the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any problem there. No, that'll be fine. Yeah. It'll go off without a hitch. Yeah. Hey, a uh, quick email from Joe Geegan, who is a, a subscriber to the Garage Logic Town Council, and you should too. Subject line Colorado. Yeah. You guys yeah. were wondering. Historically, gentlemen, Colorado was a conservative, right leaning state. The tide has turned slowly as a result of the. Californiacation of Colorado by transplants. It's very discouraging to witness. Here in Colorado Springs, we are in the middle of a mayoral race between a socialist and a conservative, and I fear the socialist will win. Always pushing back, Joe Geegan, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hmm. Thank you for your subscription, Garage Logic Town Council. And Candy, we talked about as a socialist too. So socialists must be very popular, it sounds like, in Colorado. Well, they're popular here for Pete's sake. Well, that's yeah. weird, though. So you you escape California because you're sick of all the crap that's going yeah, why on. Why would you bring it But with you're going to bring it with you to yeah. Colorado. Right. Yeah. Excel Energy plans to build another large solar array in Becker, creating one of the largest solar power complexes in the country. Excel said today it'll ask Minnesota utility regulators to add a 250-megawatt solar array to the 460-megawatt Sherco solar project that's already approved. The plan is to complete the entire complex by the end of 2025. Still, Excel acknowledged in a regulatory filing late Friday that costs for new solar farms and clean energy products generally have been soaring. Authorities killed. 
This is my email. Is he checking to see if you're doing your homework? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> That's here? exactly what it looks like. Are you looking something up? What is it? What's going on here? Rook, uh, Chris, you should have gone, Psst, the teacher's coming, Rook. The teacher's, teacher's coming. coming. Teacher's coming. Hide your test results. I was going to go move a microphone. <laughs> Authorities killed a black bear that was wandering through a North Minneapolis neighborhood on Sunday morning. According to the Minneapolis Police Department, the bear was first reported at 8.42 in the morning near North Girard and 14th Avenues. Police found the bear and noted it may have had an injured front paw. No, what'd you have to do that? Oh, for? no! <laughs> we have our bear update theme? This is a bear update. Police say the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources was requested for help. We interrupt this program yes. to bring you a bulletin concerning the bear in Central City. Jellystone Park has turned into a city. Hold it, bear! Man, look at that bear up there! Your finest All right, look out! Come back here, bear! Don't be afraid, bear. Move this way. Give me your paw. What did you do that for? That's, that's not a bear. I didn't buy them. That's, that's, a, that's not a bear. He sounds like a bear. It's not a bear. It's a lion. lion. It's a, it's a lion. DNA spokesman said a DNR conservation officer killed the bear because the animal presented an immediate public safety threat due to its presence in a, desolate, a densely populated area. Uh, I'll tell you what. I would have let the bear roam all day long. It would have kept crime down. <laughs> Keep people off the streets. Yep. Yeah, I got you. Want to let the bear roam all day. Look, they're getting closer and closer. They're they're part of the urban wildlife now. Come on in. I mean, this is uh, what Fourth, uh, what Fourteenth uh, Avenue and Girard. Yeah. They're they're in they're downtown. Yeah. They're, they have office suites. They have they're, office suites. They're having lunch on the mall. They're, yes. they're here. If you us- are next. If you saw the pictures of this too, it, it was a, I did. a very, very crowded area. So it wasn't yeah. like he was running around the woods. No, nope. uh, this bear was right part of the action. He lived uh, in the city. <laughs> Harding High School got some positive news Sunday when one of its math teachers was named State Teacher of the Year by Education Minnesota. Michael Houston, one of two Harding teachers and four from St. Paul Public Schools among the 11 finalists for the Teacher Union's Award. He was also a finalist in 2017. Houston has coached football 18 of his 19 years at Harding, where he chairs the math department and is a union steward. He also is an adjunct professor at Concordia University in St. Paul, where he teaches math to aspiring elementary teachers. Houston said his teaching philosophy has always been centered upon creating classroom community. In the wake of the pandemic and the ongoing trauma our Harding students have endured, my goal every day is to make sure they have fun in their learning and know they are loved. You know how cynical and warped my brain is? No, I don't. You guys have been around me long enough. Not to discredit anything that this guy has done, because I'm sure he's a top drawer, best of the best, right? Apparently. Did they pick him specifically because it was Harding? Oh, because they had a death there? Because we had a stab. I don't know. No, he must be the Cracker Jack And I'm sure he is. I'm just saying I just found it curious. That's all. We'll have uh, more news, huh? What do you think? Right after this? I hope so. Right after this. Thank you. When you say you're doing your email, what do you mean by that? I'm just looking at my email. But email related? Yeah. This is my Hubbard email account. This is my Garage Logic. Huh. Dean Simon sent it. Thank you. He's a big listener. Star Tribune. Uh, Oh, I I meant to mention that cartoonist. Michael Thompson. Is that his name? Yeah. John. John Thompson. Yes, uh, Chris. What? Oh, John. (laughs) You said John. Yeah, Chris, did you need me? What? John, John, where are you? John, John. 
That's Rook's finest hour right there. That still makes me laugh. Well, uh, Yoko. John, 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 John. where are you, John? <laughs> what was that? The, uh, the it was one of the Beatles things you did. Uh, Super 70s ripped, the, ripped that over the weekend. He had the, the whatever Beatles picture it was with Yoko in it. He said, I love John Lennon as much as anyone, but don't be the effing guy that brings your wife to the band shoot. <laughs> Was, well, you know, in that documentary, they all did it one time or another. Yeah, they all did. Yeah, did what? Brought the women. Brought the wives. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, remember not, in the not in, daily like he did. Remember in the documentary, uh, McCartney said, oh, "It's no big deal that he brings Yoko," and then he laughed and said, "But in fifty years, people saying that's what broke up the Beatles." Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so he was a prophet. Apparently, apparently. I still haven't watched it, and I'm I'm angry that I haven't. So I wouldn't really... have wanted to be in any room she was in. People love her, though. I mean, well, whatever related. other musicians and stuff now that know her. Paul says he, you know, she's great. Well, what's he know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that horrible music out of my eyes. Oh, the best is still when he. <laughs> And and Yoko guest hosted Mike Douglas for a week, yeah. And and he let Lennon bring on whoever he wanted. Lennon brought on Chuck Berry, and they're doing an old Chuck Berry song. And all of a sudden, ah, 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 and Chuck Berry's eyes get this wide, and oh, he just yeah. looks over like this, like what in the what hell are just we happened? Doing over here? <laughs> uh, hey, she's about ninety now, isn't she? She is. You are. I think she just turned ninety, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Rook. Yeah. Can I? Uh... Get you to do a Ray Ann Welter. Welter. Yeah, try to keep it under five minutes. <laughs> four and a half is good. Yeah. I had to stop looking at Joe because oh, I was going to start God laughing. Mighty. Steve. <laughs> time you want me to do it coming back? Yes, please. Just a minute. Let me get my. What do you mean ready. you're doing when you say you're timing this? I'm going to see how long you do this. You need a ruler to see how long I've been here? <laughs> Put it on bump. I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, I'm rolling. Hang on. Truth, justice, and the suture. You know, folks, when you want to work with a professional, you want to uh, see what their background is all about. See if they know what they're doing, how long they've been in business, and do they do quality work. Well, you have a gem right here in the great city of Minneapolis with Welter Heating, Ray and Welter. They're online at welterheating.com. And if you call them, there will be a live person that picks up the telephone after you dial 612-825-6867. I had some work done at my home by the Welter people, and it is beautiful. I've got to tell you right now that 100 years and four generations, that's what backs them up. And you can trust them with your um, air conditioning, your heating unit, your air purification, whatever the case may be. If you want to go to their website, you can also get some free advice. There's a Q&A that won't cost you a single dime. Online at welterheating.com. Let them know you heard it from the Rook on the Garage Logic podcast. 612-825-6867. Welterheating.com. In other news. Yeah. And you're still complaining about it. No, I'm not. I'm not. 
No, that's your reward. Yeah. He's showing you. I yield the balance of my 1.7 seconds of yeah. time. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in other news, although we may not want to hear all this news, unfortunately, lots of bad news from Texas. We've already talked about parts of it this weekend. Uh, federal officials still looking for a motive about the gunman who killed eight people at a Dallas area mall. Yesterday, police said the man had expressed an interest in white supremacist ideology as they worked to discern a motive. Uh, federal agents have been reviewing social media accounts they think were used by 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia and posts that expressed interest in white supremacist and neo-Nazi views. Garcia also had a patch on his chest when he was killed by police that read RWDS, an acronym for the phrase right-wing death squad, which is popular among right-wing extremists and white supremacy groups. In addition to reviewing social media posts, federal agents have interviewed family members and associates of Garcia to ask about his ideological beliefs. Investigators are also reviewing financial records. A law enforcement official said investigators searched a Dallas motel near an interstate where he had been sit, uh, staying. The official said police found multiple weapons at the scene. Two law enforcement officials said investigators also searched a Dallas home connected to that suspect. In all, eight people killed in that shooting. The new uh, Star Tribune editorial co uh, cartoonist, I think his name is Mike Thompson. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, who's smart enough not to come on the air, apparently. Uh, he finally had his second cartoon ever appear in the paper, and it was okay. It was acceptable because it was ripping Clarence Thomas. But it'll be interesting to watch his cartoons, given Just, that the signal has been sent to him that there are certain people who apparently are going to be hands-off, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch what he comes up with. That's an amazing thing for a newspaper to mm -hmm. say, hey, you can only do this. Well, we don't know that, but it, the yeah. lesson was made clear, I think. I think to do that job, you'd almost have to be, you know, you'd have to go with whatever you want, right? And then yeah. hope the newspaper accepts it. I don't know how right. else you could do that job. Uh, back to the KKK. I was watching Grand Nighthawk, the George Stephanopoulos. KKK? Yeah. What well, this guy was neo-Nazi, this, oh. this moron. Yeah. But I would just say, uh, really good. I was surprised at how interesting it was. Uh, the George Stephanopoulos series that's called The Grand Nighthawk. It just came out. I don't, huh. I'm unaware oh, of it. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought everybody knew about it. Okay. Take hmm. it back. Uh, also in Texas, Brownsville police have identified the driver in a fatal car crash that left eight people dead outside a migrant center in Texas. He was identified as 34 year old George Alvarez. Alvarez lost control of his SUV while running a red light. The SUV then rolled onto its side, slammed into a group of people outside a migrant center. Police found six people dead when they arrived, another 12 that were in need of critical care. The death toll eventually rose to eight. Alvarez allegedly tried to flee the scene of the accident, was held down by bystanders, according to the chief of police there. Uh, police say they have not ruled out if the collision was intentional or not. I did see a picture of Mr. Alvarez who looks extremely intoxicated in his, uh, in his uh, shot. Uh, he did have a, also a, uh, a pretty long rap sheet shall we say, uh, for different things. He was uncooperative, according to uh, police, as part of this investigation. Uh, the uh, eight people killed, uh, police say most of them were migrants from Venezuela. Getting back to Thompson's first cartoon, which included benignly uh, a reference to the Muslim call for prayer now being uh, approved in Minneapolis, Marshall Tannock, a lawyer, had a good piece in the Star Tribune today yeah. uh, saying that uh, 
Of course, he had to couch it in all kinds of terms to make sure he was seen to be on the right team. <laughs> but he said, uh, this presents an interesting legal situation because constitutionally, the government may not favor one religion over another. And he predicts uh, very interesting legal questions will come to the forefront at some point, and he predicts lawsuits over the call because it is uh, it is a violation of certain aspects of the Constitution. But in this current state of Minnesota uh, politics, who is going to be the one yeah, to I, come forward? I'm not as confident as uh, Tannick's a lawyer. He knows what he's talking about. I'm not as confident as he is that this will ever result in a lawsuit. But he said, if it does, there is grounds there sure. to pursue okay. it legally. Interesting. Yeah. As he begins his campaign for re-election, President Biden facing substantial and multiple challenges, according to a new Washington Post-ABC News survey. His overall approval ratings have slipped to a new low. More Americans than not doubt his mental acuity, and his support against leading Republican challengers is far sketchier than at this point four years ago. Former President Donald Trump leads a still-forming field of candidates for the Republican nomination, receiving about twice as much support as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has not yet announced for the presidency. Uh, Trump, though, according to the poll, carries his own baggage, with a majority of people saying he should face criminal charges in cases involving efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election, events leading to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, and his handling of classified documents. Biden's overall job approval rating stands at 36%. That's down from 42 in February. Neither Biden nor Trump is viewed... The point where you're really feeling bad for the guy. That's down at 28%. Neither Biden nor Trump is viewed positively on questions of honesty and trustworthiness. A much larger majority sees Trump as dishonest. 33% say Trump is honest and 63% think he is not. 41% say Biden's honest. 54% say he is not. Uh, even worse for Biden, according to this survey, the, Priden, uh, the president trails his predecessor, Trump, by seven points in a hypothetical 2024 general election matchup. Just think if it comes down to Biden and Trump again mm -hmm. in 2024, Biden's brain is held in high suspicion for its, its thinking processes. And Trump's brain stopped functioning at the age of seven. So what this once great country has two basically idiots that would be running for president. Did you see when he was giving his um, electronic, what was he, uh, what was he just, not indictment, but his statement, his statement for this. Yeah. And he said, it's been this way for a million years oh. and more. I'm like, why, why does so he say stuff like that? The question was... Uh, do you think celebrities should be allowed to? Do you consider yourself a celebrity? Oh, yeah. And he said, right. yes. Yes. <laughs> and he said, do you think celebrities should be allowed uh, to, uh, I'll paraphrase, to, to get away with behavior uh, towards women that you that you have been alleged to have gotten away with? And he said, well, it's been that way for a million years. Stars have been Was able there to a do big that. TV star <laughs> a million years ago? <laughs> came he out of the cave. Man, and came and man, go! Reality Gore. show. Look out, girls, Gore's coming. Gore's in town. Newton Minow. Newton very, Minow. He was an FCC guy. That's right. Very familiar Hell name to name. somebody. Newton Minow. He yeah. looked like a guy named Newton Minow. <laughs> very familiar name to someone of mine or Joe's age has died. 
He was 97. He died from a heart attack. Uh, Menno, who is President John F. Kennedy's new FCC chairman in 1961, sent shockwaves through an industry and touched a nerve in a nation addicted to, well, television by calling television, quote, a vast wasteland, a phrase that has lived on. Well, it wasn't far off. He died Saturday and uh, yeah. He died Saturday at his home in Chicago. On May 9th, 1961, almost four months after President Kennedy called upon him, Kennedy called upon Americans to renew their commitment to freedom around the globe. Minnow got up before 2,000 broadcast executives at a luncheon in Washington and made those comments. Now, he did do other stuff. He's remembered for that, but he was only an FCC member for two years. Uh, the things he wanted to be remembered for, he said, was uh, that, uh, well, he required TV sets to have the UHF signals. That's the ultra high frequency, as well as very high frequency VHF. By the end of the 60s, most Americans had reception of all those channels. And Minow also pushed legislation that opened the era of satellite communications. That fostered the creation by a consortium of interests of the Communication Satellite Corporation. And of course, in the 60s and 70s, the U.S. took the lead. In that, uh, Newton Minow was 97, and we have one music death, very obscure to you fellows, I'm sure, not to me. <laughs> one of the better jazz guitarists of the past five decades has died. Jack Wilkins, Brooklyn, New York native, died Friday after a short illness. He was 78, had been gigging up to two months ago. Uh, boy, I wish Kenny was here because he would know this. Uh, he played straight ahead jazz, a really good straight ahead jazz player, but uh, his song, uh, his version of Freddie Hubbard's Red Clay was sampled by a tribe called Quest back in 1993. Uh, so you've, uh, what if song? you listen, uh, the, I, I can't, Clay. I can't No, Red Clay was the Freddie Hubbard no, song the, that Wilkins was playing. Uh, I can't say it, Chris. I can tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it involves a word I should not say on the I air. I guess I'm not familiar with Freddie. Uh, Freddie Hubbard or Freddie Mertz? Who's who's the guy who died? Who's Jack, ready to talk, Jack Wilkins oh, Jack, died. I don't know. Jack. Freddie Hubbard was a brilliant jazz a trumpet player who's been dead for I don't know ten years or so. Freddie yeah, Hubbard. He good. played the original version of Red Clay. Yeah, I think yeah. it was covered by Tribe Called Quest. Joe, I think I'm going. Yeah. To, well, I want my jazz info. I'm going right to you from now on. And uh, one more, one more story. You want one yes, more? Yes. Okay. Uh, after posting a record uh, $3.1 billion in revenue for the first quarter of 2023, Live Nation, concert industry giant, is cutting music fans a deal with $25 all-in tickets across the country this week, including dozens of Twin City shows. Uh, the shows that you can get $25 tickets for right now from yeah. Live Nation? Yeah. Fallout Boy, Janet Jackson. Pink, Willie Nelson, Lionel Richie, Wu-Tang Clan, Jason Aldean, Brian Adams, uh, Brian Adams, Five Seconds of Summer, Nickelback, and lots, lots more. They're slashing the prices on all of those as a thank you. It starts Wednesday at 9 in the morning. Just go to Live Nation. Five bucks to see Nickelback. Are they all coming to the Twin Cities? Mm -hmm. uh, in different areas, yeah. Some of those I know are Lionel. at casinos. Maybe Willie Nelson, but not the rest of them. Lionel? I no. see Lionel Richie. How about Fall Out Boy? I've, I've no. seen Lionel, actually. Lionel was very good in concert. I think Lionel performed at the uh, King's Coronation. Oh, he did. And really? His, his did. voice was uh, criticized mightily as fair. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, then here's what. He's a stand-up guy then because he didn't use any tricks. He, he did his own voice, and this is what you get. Right, and apparently he's having trouble with his voice. He's getting up there, isn't he? Yeah, he's got to be close to 80. Huh? He doesn't have the ricey throat, does he? 
Uh, we're going to yes, find sir. out on Monday Night Sports Talk. 70s, Bueller. I'm sure. Huh? 70. He's got to be in the 70s. Only 73? Yes. Who? Boy, he's been around a long time. Yeah, he has. Yeah, since the 70s. Yeah. Mueller Commodores. Memorial Funerals and Cremation. When you mention these words, I suppose it invokes concern, anxiety, sadness, not with Mueller. Well, it does with Mueller, but they're there to handle it. They're there to make things smoother for you. They've been doing it for more than 75 years. We're in the third generation now. I know this family. I've known them all my life. I know the owner, Scott Mueller, and his family. Mueller, uh, he's a different cat. He knows how to help you uh, in ways that you will be surprised to learn. He takes care of difficult details. They'll honor your loved one and bring families together to celebrate a life well-lived. This is not fun. This is not fun to deal with or think about. But once you learn about what's involved, you'll understand it doesn't have to be overwhelming and frightening. Scott has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. It's free if copies are still available. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL to request that book. It answers all the questions you might have about planning a funeral or a cremation, even if you don't think it might be right for you now. It ultimately, of course, will be uh, Mueller Memorial. The people at Mueller's are there to help you take care of the difficult details. Go to MuellerMemorial.com. That's why I'm easy. <clears throat> I forget um, that he wrote Lady. Oh, yeah. For Kenny Rogers? Yeah. Ladies like Lionel. The the whole King thing was, uh, I'll talk about it. Yes, sir. I, uh, I see, I don't get it. We've had this discussion, you and I. I I, I just don't get it. I don't care. Well, it's, it's reached the point of just so, it's just so absurd. It's just so silly. There was a hell of a piece in the Saturday Wall Street Journal about the British slave trade. My God. They had a company called the Royal African Company. Mm-hmm. The Royal African and, Company. And if you were captured as a slave, that got stamped on you. You remember the RAC. Holy crap. And then you'd be sold. And and then uh, Horseface was supposed to wear the big diamond on her hat. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> They decided not uh, to because that was a diamond that they simply stole from India back in the 19th century. Yeah, the crown jewels were not in the who The newer diamond is supposed to be very famous and large. Well, they they just took it from India. It, was, it, it belonged to India. They just took it back to the castle. They're, they're, it's just in this guy. I didn't mind the queen, but this guy's such a foof that I can't take it. A <laughs> foof. Yeah. And they try to talk about how family friendly they are when they're just a mess. Well, I'm no fan of Harry and Meghan. They're phonies. No, let's put it this way: she is. What about Harry? Harry's uh, he's he has mixed feelings. Quite mixed. It's quite no, right. Harry, that's the case of undefeated with Harry. Yeah, but that's he's no just gonna goal do, zone. He's just going to do what old Megan says. So that's no goal zone. Though. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just. Well, as Kenny said, no goal zone is fine on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You ready? Uh, he's out sick today. He will be rejoining. I didn't notice he was gone until just now. Come on. <laughs> I've been... I thought he was just being quiet. Right. Who's got something here? Nobody. We're done? Yes. Okay. You ready? Let's go. Joe Sujure, the keeper of common sense. Dylan? Yes. Yes. Playing everything? Mm-hmm. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Up here in North Dakota, we finally got our first 70 on a Friday. So I had a little garage door opener of my own. I did some rearranging and got some of my cylinders running from their winter slumber. I got lucky. I only Good had one you. dead battery, <laughs> and being they had sea foam in the tank, they fired right off yeah. and were purring like a kitten at the milk pail. As I was reminiscing, driving them around, it got me thinking, what is the ruling on cylinders older than the owner and or if they have heritage? I have a 1959 Ford 971. He sent me a picture. These are tractors. From the farm, and one of the tractors that I grew up learning to drive. The next one is a 1948 Ford 8N which was owned by a neighbor of my grandfather. The third is a mid-40s Ford 2N that I raised my hand at an auction one too many times. I guess I had to have it. There are a few other cylinders also, but those are resting right now, awaiting TLC to bring them back to life. Good luck, Brent from North Dakota. Rulings, uh, the uh, cylinders that are old uh, or have heritage get no special uh, notice they're just part of your just cylinder index, right? In fact, uh, I've always thought of the cylinder index as it being preferable to have old cylinders, okay? Uh, and you do with this beautiful array of tractors, but old cylinders or cylinders owned by uh, uh, loved ones, uh, get no special carry the same way, they get no special acknowledgement, Matt. Got it, they but it's worth no special acknowledgement. It's worth noting that uh, there is a special new feature on the Garage Logic website mm -hmm. for a ruling for specifically needing a ruling from the mayor. Well, that's why mm -hmm. you'd always want to go to garagelogic.com and mm -hmm. check them out. You know what I'm saying? This is from the Robert Bryce Substack. I don't know who Robert Bryce is, but this seems credible. In March, Ford Motor Company announced that it lost $2.1 on its EV business last year. Oof. Those losses were double the losses it had on EVs in 2021. Wow. As I noted in a video I posted on TikTok on March 23rd, Ford made 61,575 EVs in 2022. Boy, I'm surprised it was that many. Yeah. Thus, the company lost about thirty-four grand on every EV it sold last year. I also noted that the costs of making EVs are not falling. Last year, the cost of battery packs for EVs went up 7%. While the 2022 losses were huge, warning sh signs show plenty of potholes lie ahead. Uh, and this guy goes on to say that... Uh, it appears Ford's 2022 losses were only a warm-up. Yesterday afternoon, this is dated, what's today, the 8th? Today's the 8th. This is dated yep. today. Yesterday afternoon, Ford reported a, well, did they report it on a Sunday, do you think? 
I doubt it. Uh, yesterday afternoon, Ford reported a $722 million loss on its EV business over the first three months of 2023. During that span, Ford sold 10,866 EVs, meaning it lost $66,446 on every EV it sold. Okay. And it goes on to say how they're the only thing that keeps them afloat is selling gas-powered vehicles. Hmm. Is that from CNN? And I'm getting an email from a listener who's uh, complaining about me, complaining about EVs, and he said, why don't you just shut up and not buy one? Well, I, I'm not going to buy one. Actually, I thought I was doing you all a public service by trying to keep you from buying one. You're not doing yourself or the earth any favors. I don't. So they're mad. They're mad at me because I keep harping on EVs, or he's mad at me because I keep harping on. Well, it's not even necessarily the EV. It's this this the incessant push. So the whole concept is flawed. It's a government car, and and if you uh, you need about an annual income of 150 grand to be the average EV buyer. And cross your fingers that you don't need to replace the battery. Yeah. To be the average EV, the average EV buyer has an annual income of 150 grand, about twice the U.S. average. Sorry, the battery. Yeah. yeah. Battery. Battery. So there you have it. Go Maybe. ahead and get one if you want. I don't think you're doing the earth any favors uh, and you're fooling yourself, but that's fine with me. Yes, John. Before you uh, move on, Joe, you know, yeah. if I may, I, I got an email from Trish. Yeah. Uh, and Trish alerted me to an alpha news story about Dinky Town. We were talking about Dinky Town. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of information in there uh, to, uh, to read, but uh, here's the really interesting part to me. One of the arrested parties Friday night was 18-year-old Abdakara Daud Hashi of Edina. Jail mm-hmm. records show he was booked on misdemeanor charges of disorderly conduct and possession of fireworks released from custody just before, uh, before 2 p.m. on Saturday after posting $78 cash bail. $78? Uh, well, wait, now it gets better. A check of jail records showed Hashi was arrested again Saturday night, less than 12 hours after being released from jail the first time. Honest he was booked. God. He was booked the second time on probable cause charge of riot. Hashi was being held without bail as of now, according to the new booking record. It's a very interesting story about everything that went on down there. But uh, yeah, I have my seventy-eight bucks. You want to sta- You want to establish an over/under on the amount of times the people who killed Michael Brassel have been arrested? Should we establish an over/under for the minimum show? two? I'm going to go five. Five. Mm-hmm. Five times arrested. Five times uh, confronted with criminal behavior. If that included an arrest, so be it. I will not take that five. bet. I'm going above five. You're going above five? Yeah, I I'll take five. John, you in? If, I'll, yeah, I will. If uh, if they're older, I'll go above five. Not older, but 17, 18. If they're younger, maybe yeah. maybe two or three. Oh, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go five. I'm yeah. going seven. All right. All right. Only because they come. To, wait a minute. I wanted to say something about the king's coronation. That's right. I've often said that I was. I've I've allowed myself to be entertained by the royalty. Uh, I think I've reached the end of that. Uh, Did it die with the queen? Game over. Yeah, I was a queen guy. Sure. I liked the queen. Yeah, we've heard uh, that. But they they this it's it's reached the point of such silliness that I I can't believe it. Uh, and for this old fool, Chuck, to take this seriously is just, I can't take it anymore. Basically, it's just, all he's done his whole life is wait. He doesn't do anything. And and uh, 
cost the taxpayers $125 million to throw the weekend. Then there was a hell of a piece in the uh, Saturday Wall Street Journal about Britain's past and how they built their fortune. And it's not all, it's not all good. No, it and, sure uh, isn't. The, the gal, Camilla, she was supposed to wear the newer diamond on her hat, the queen uh, consort's hat. But they, they wised up and kept the diamond locked up because it turns out they stole it from India anyway. <laughs> they, they, wow. did, they really didn't own that properly. They, they took that from India in, the, I believe, the late 19th century. They just hauled her back to the cabin. Mm. And uh, the whole thing is rife with ridiculousness. And uh, uh, to see. But we're this, all supposed to spend the day pretending that we're. Well, I, 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 I didn't get up. I didn't watch it. You know, I saw a few pictures of it. I didn't pay any, I don't care anymore. Right. I, I, the queen, I think I was interested in the queen because her queenship has run parallel to my entire life. She's been the queen as long as I've been alive. Okay. And, and so I, I, and, and the history she witnessed was fascinating and the people she met and, and, uh, I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the BS, but I'm I'm officially done. Okay, I'm you, done. You've retired. Your fandom. I, I, this, this game Chuck, over. The, Royal Char game over. Charles, uh, uh, I think he had a very troubled upbringing, uh, and and uh, I, I just have no interest anymore in any of them. Okay, you know. Well, let's just see what happens. So let's <laughs> let's give it a couple. Uh, let's give it a couple months. And what just do you mean? See. Let's see what happens. Let's let's see what this thing all goes. You know. Why don't they give What's the, the diamond back to India? That's not, not going to happen. Back, yeah. Yeah. You know who's a character, though, is Willie's kid. Prince William's little guy. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, he steals the show. He likes to ham it up, doesn't yeah. he, when he knows yeah. the cameras are around. Oh, man, you guys know more about this than names of kids. Oh, what was night. he? Archie. Archie's the, uh, the gold diggers kid. They live in California. That's right. The, yeah. the only British guy I ever had any interest in was Winston Churchill. He wasn't royalty, so. Oh, I love Winston. never. I do too. Winston plays a great role in Peaky Blinders. Really? Huh. Well, it's just if it's true, it's fascinating. Uh, uh, Tommy Shelby, the head of the Peaky Blinders, oh, which Shelby. was real, was mm -hmm. a real gang, uh, worked for Winston. Wow. Helped Winston in various ways. And Winston, uh, in his way was certainly able to get Tommy Shelby out of a lot of jams. <laughs> mm -hmm. Winston was also the fourth Ghostbuster and he joined the crew. Did not know that middle part of the movie. I did not know that. Yeah, that was that's, that's, that's one of those, Chris, where you just drove us right off the road. That's the one where I'm trying to, because right off basically the awaiting Monday night sports. No, but, the, but your, 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 your self-editing should have, Prevailed. Probably stop that from coming out of right. my mouth. Right, that was unnecessary. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I, are you uh, sorry? I am. I am I, sorry. I question this. Do you apologize if I was offended? <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the villages, Florida. Ah, that's from the right. traveling line. This is our soil. Eighteen on this day. <laughs> Today is May eighth in eighteen eighty one. Yep. Uh, encouraged by Bishop John Ireland and sponsored by John Sweetman, visionary leader of the Iron, the Irish American Colonization Company, a group of Irish farmers moved to Curry huh. in Murray County. Mm. Ah. I'm going to keep that for Pat. Yes, sir. 
I think full is in Murray County. Obviously, it is. Yeah. That's he mentioned. Yeah, it just it. Does. On this day in 1910, May 8th, Governor Adolph O. Eberhardt declared Minnesota's first Mother's Day. Hmm. Oh, we had a governor named Adolph. You know, you don't get Adolph anymore. Not do anymore. Yeah, no. kind of lost its lust. Yeah, it's not after the big a, one. It's not, not a bit there. of a history. It's not up there on the chain. <laughs> no. I wonder this, if it's up there anywhere. On this day in 1924. Joe, today is May 8th. Ice in Duluth's harbor trapped 13 ships, confining 400 individuals aboard. Wow. Isn't that kind of late for ice to be uh, trapping ships in the harbor? Ye who wants to put together statistical <laughs> patterns. Hmm. But it's up there in the north, you know. On this the day. over north. Sports for John and Chris. May 8th. What year? On this day in 1968. How do you exclude me? What happened regarding the Twins? May 8th, 1968. 1968. Well, John's not going to remember. Well, um, Rod Carew made his debut. Well, why would John has a better chance of remembering than you do? He's older but than But he you. wasn't a Twins fan. You know? Oh, that was he's a Yankee fan. Right. You Rodney, know what? I'm stumped. Rodney Klein Carew made All his right. debut. Uh, this involved a future Yankee. Uh, um, uh, future Yankee. Catfish Hunter. Yes. Threw a no-hitter against yes. the Twins. Wow, wow. Look, look at, at you, John. Johnny. Look at John. Threw a no-hitter for the Oakland Athletics. That's right. That's he when was Oakland was building its... Dynasty? Dynasty. Although that wouldn't really flower until the 70s. Yeah. Uh, he threw a no-hitter against the Twins. The uh, Oakland's beat the Twins 4 to nothing. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> on that. this day, the twins it was on this day yeah, May in 1968. What day was that of the week? May I 8th. What day of that of the week? Uh, was May it? 8th, 68. Because that would tell me if there were three people there or maybe 13,000. To see Jim Augustus. It was a Wednesday. Yep. You know what Catfish Hunter's middle name was? I just said it. I let it slip out. Jim. Augustus. Oh. Augustus? James Augustus really? Catfish Hunter. Like, a, was his first. Uh, like Augustus Gloop. Joe, I can tell you the attendance for that game. All right. 6,298. Wow. That's something. <laughs> Standing room Well, only. it's not that much better on a Wednesday today. No. Especially when we're shooting fireworks. Now at it's each an other. off day today, but then the Twins are home for a bit. The Padres, with the San Diegos and the Cubs coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, the Twins. Well, why am I doing Monday Aren't night? You sports, sure. sports talk because the Twins don't hit, and we'll get Pat's take on that. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, G. Ellis. All right, hold on. Catfish hunter is too tight. Uh, hey, G. Ellers. Hey, listen to Gil tell you about uh, the Garage Logic Town Let Council. Let me tell you about Pod M and Doc. <laughs> it's a little thing. You go to your phone there, you go to podm.com, and uh, you check out other podcasts. No, Gil, uh, Pod MN is an app, not a website. I called my insur- an old insurance company I used to have that I might want to go back to, and the lady recognized me and said, Joe, I missed the show. And I said, Podcast. Well, I don't think I could listen to it because I'm working. I said, no, no, sir. the podcast is whatever you want to listen to. I grabbed their phone and said, I'm going to make this app for you yeah. called 
Pod M Ed. It's got all of these uh, podcasts on it for you to look at or to hear. Actually, you don't look at them. You hear huh? them. I'm doing that, right? right? Yeah, why don't you speak? What? All right, then go to garagelogic.com and sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. It's also, you must go to YouTube and subscribe for Garage Logic. It's a great deal. You'll be very entertained. Yeah. That is enough. We're How's still the on voice? the council. We're still on the council. Well, that's okay. All right, well, Johnny, don't forget to send me news stories. Oh, oh I, I got to tell you something too when you're done there. All right, all right. I bye, never Johnny. Say anything inappropriate. I'm not leaving. I am. Oh, bye, Rook. Yeah. Uh, catfish that day. Yeah. If you guys talk about this, yeah. Again, three for four with two doubles and three RBIs. So he knocked he in was? three. Of he yeah, catfish had it was three for he four, could two hit, doubles, huh? three RBIs. Wow, who who yeah. against who? Who was pitching? Uh, Dave Boswell. I'll be damned. And Boswell went seven and two thirds, so and pitched a decent game. Catfish had a home run that game. No, two, two doubles. doubles, three RBIs, three Not RBIs, good. six thousand people saw that no hitter. It's amazing that. Uh, Were you there? Uh, okay. Are you trying to beat the train? Were you trying to beat the train yet? Oh, oh no, that was August. That was August. Four minute commute. If the death of Michael. It was like him trying to make the light. The death of Michael Brazel. All right. All right. See you, fellas. See you, Rook. See you, Rook. B R A S I L, right? No. B R A S E L. Oh, E L. That's right. That's it. Is a sure sign. Yep. That our cities are broken. Okay. Wall signs bill to make voting easier, even though he pledged not to. T-O, not T-O-O. He pledged not to. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what else we talked about? <laughs> uh, we, talk, we discussed uh, the, the Royals. We discussed... Joe is officially done with the Royals. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Princess Anne riding the horse was pretty good. <laughs> I like that old babe riding the horse. Uh, Johnny Height News. Yeah. What's I'll up, be back, Johnny? Patrick. Mr. Stevens is looking for you. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. Is this it? Are we done? Monday Night can... Sports Talk is done. <laughs> oh, I, I was taking GL. Thought I should make more plans for tomorrow. Going to try a whole new thing. What do you need here? <laughs> what are you you're walking like I well, just got up. up. I have to get It takes him a minute to get loose. The hell, Chris? I was sending you mail and I lost it. Where'd it go? <clears throat> I don't know, John. Oh, well, it was open and had stuff on it. It disappeared. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? Well, let's go to the drafts. Johnny, your Yankees suck too, man. They, uh, yeah, they got well, a is everybody hurt. Without yeah, they got a million injuries. And I, you know what, I love though, I love the fact that. They aren't going to get one inning out of Rodone this year. 
Oh, is it? Have they? Oh, he had to shut him down, or no? no he's he's back with them now. He's. Oh, he back, I think he's supposed to start this week, isn't he? I thought I, believe. I saw he had the forearm bit, and I thought, well, that's Tommy John. No, I think he's actually starting a game this week. I thought. Yeah, I would have oh. been afraid of him if I was. Yeah, uh, why do you give a guy like that a six-year deal? You idiots. Yeah. Yep. 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 But. Uh, they uh they can't uh, they when they blow a six hole lead with Garrett Hill I call on the hill oh. against those feisty yep. Rays. Boy, you know the only problem is the boys are <laughs> obsessed with the Tampa Rays. So we got to watch no, every not. Tampa Bay game if it's if it's a possibility. I was uh, I gotta get rid of this. So uh, I guess I'll leave it in there. Tell rookie to spray a little something on it when he's here <laughs> next week. When he's here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, germs in here, Joe. I watched the Rays oh, yesterday on our on our uh, secret uh, network. There, yep, sure. Yep. Uh, the the stream of theirs is a constant tribute to the all the shit they're doing, the stuff they're doing that yep. uh, that no other team has done. It's a constant, all, constant yep. praise for the uh, twenty eight and seventeen, which I don't blame them, but it's it's pretty funny. You know who's good, and he's going to get a fastball of the year if he keeps slipping the ball up at shortstop, but that Franco kid can oh, play. Oh, he's great. Oh. He's great. Did they you got see what he did, up. though? He had he fielded the grounder. I think it, they were playing Pittsburgh. Yep. He fields the grounder. It was off Reynolds, too. Yeah. He flips the ball up to himself, like oh, the really? show. Oh, yeah, I thought, oh, he's going to get one in the ear. But we had this discussion at my house. Do you, I mean, do you think he had that in mind? Do you think he went, I'm going to show off? Really? 100%. So I thought it was just natural. My no. kid thought the same thing you did. I, he okay. 100% did it on purpose. Good. He's really good. But he's, you know, yeah, he's I a, love him. He's a great player. They gave him an 11 year contract. 300, yeah. right? Yeah. Was it 300? Yeah. How about the dumbass Padres? What? We got this flashy shortstop. He's great. Ah, let's put him in right field. Because we got Bogart. I know. Well, then why sign uh, him? That's just, it's stupid. Well, because it's. Uh, no, I think it's dumb. Well, it is dumb, but uh, it's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, they but they scored two runs yesterday. Yeah, well. Hey, but they won. No, they, <laughs> they blew it. Yesterday? Well, you're Lookie, right. That's right. Lookie What's his name? Hit a home run. Ninth off Hater. Because uh, the boys aren't, we got, we just got home from baseball practice and we watched the end of it. And then the rookie hit the home run too. They're not hitting but, yet, but they might. That might change Tuesday. John, your stuff, your stuff sent went to my spam folder. What? I get emails from you every day. I don't like our That's new, our new email stocks. I'm sorry if you're listening to this uh, management. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, I, I have to, you know, I'll get an email from somebody that works here. I got hey, you. did you get my email? I'll say no. Holy we're still on the thing? Yes, we are. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, fellas. I'll All see right. you. John, I'll I see you. in history for you, Pat. Catfish? No hitter. No, no like one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard. Uh, it's a coincidence, though. You're talking about a catfish no hitter, and Vita Blue died, and yeah. he also no hit the twins. Yeah. Um, I guess I can do the rest of this while you guys Light are doing it. Blue had a nice couple of years. Oh, boy, boy. 1971. Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. He's, he's not. He's kind of okay. meteoric, but uh, he was something for a while. Well, he was a 1971. He was MVP and Cy Young winner. That's pretty good, they tell me. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, Tom Thompson. <laughs> we'll see you later. <clears throat> yeah.
Panthers, 